Hello, and welcome to Let Me Know How It Is, a pop culture podcast about TV, movies, comics, and all things geek. While we're taking a break from new episodes for a bit, we're reaching back into our vault and bringing some episodes around for another listen. This week, we've got an episode from last year where we discuss some of the most mind-boggling cartoon series we can remember and wonder how on earth they happened at all. So please enjoy, and thank you for listening. How do these get made? That's the question of the day today. This is an all-animation episode, but specifically we're looking back at some shows that when you look back at them, you're a little surprised that they were actually made. First, I'm Zach Slater. I'm Frank Melman. This is Tommy Smithereens. And I'm Clifton. So uh, there's a couple of ways to approach this, but, you know, we were thinking about like, like, you know, maybe there's a show based off of a toy or a game that didn't have like an obvious like built-in story or there's a property that wasn't exactly kid-friendly to begin with, that sort of thing. That's the kind of shows that we're talking about. So we've assembled a list already and split them in the categories. So we'll start with our first category, which is toys and games. And the show I'm going to throw out is Rubik the Amazing Cube (laughs) from 1983. (laughs) Going back a ways. Yes. I remember watching Rubik the Amazing Cube. Okay. It was a Saturday morning show. Uh, Rubik was an alien, if I remember correctly. And it wouldn't be, they they had some kind of like magical power. It it seemed like it wanted to be like E.T. Right. Because it had a lot of kids flying with bikes, if I remember correctly. Yeah. And then it was, um, it was one of those things where you had to solve the cube in order to make Rubik talk or use his powers. Yeah. He was an inanimate, unsolved Rubik's cube (laughs) until you solved him. And then he came to life and did magic. Yes. Right. Right. <laughs> Which I always thought was weird. The kids were always like having to manipulate Rubik right. <laughs> in order to get him to, you know, to, to, to be like, to be able to communicate with him. And there was always that, like the conceit or the trope of the episode was, you know, Rubik was not <laughs> just a cube, a fully solved cube. Right. And this right. was before they were like speed solvers. So this yes. was like a huge feat to even solve a Rubik's cube back at this point in time. Yes. <laughs> You know, it was not a matter of just taking the stickers <laughs> off of one side and then replacing it with the stickers on another side. You actually had to solve the cube um, in order to get it to work. But um, I mean, I remember liking it. It's, it was one of those. It was it was very much a um, like a uh, like a 70s alien show where like the alien was on the run and they had human help. And then that was like, you know, um, like the Incredible Hulk had Jack McGee, the, the investigative reporter or. You know, the Phoenix or one of those shows or Starman that they adapted for TV where, you know, every week they're a step ahead of getting caught, you know, and, but this was like a family that had a Rubik's cube. Yeah. And there was a guy that the, the villain, I can't remember the villain's name. You remember? He was, he was like a magician, right? Yeah. Was that that it? Okay. Yeah. He was a magician. But okay. Another part of the show that stood out for me is the family. Yeah. Which was, I mean, it was ahead of its time. It was the right. Rodriguez's. Yeah. 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 Well, what, the reason why this show jumped out to me, other than, you know, a show about Rubik's Cube, was Menudo, which was popular than the theme song. <laughs> right. <laughs> yes. Yeah. The very popular that's boy a band. Get. Yeah. Wow. That, that's a get in 1983. <laughs> Absolutely. Big <laughs> time. That's a get today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. Menudo was, yeah, did the theme. But yeah, you're right. That was the, it was the, I'd imagine it was the first. Wasn't the first with the, the Latin family as the lead? Yeah, that, that I recall. Yeah, yeah. And they were. I feel like they were often trying to save their apartment building too from being <laughs> foreclosed by an evil landlord. <laughs> Sounds right. 
Yeah, again, I go with it. Pretty yeah. accurate. I think that was a plot. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the voice of Rubik himself. Uh huh. I don't know if you remember, but it was actor Ron Palio. Mm-hmm. Who was Horshack on yes. Welcome Back, Cotter? <laughs> yes, Mr. Cotter. Yes. Mr. Cotter. Yes. <laughs> Going way, way back to, to Nick at Night days for most people. Right. Oh, wow. Yes. Yes, Clifton, for most people. That would have been <laughs> Nick at Night days. But yeah, good old, uh, good old Horshack. Now, the only, he did that, and he also did, um, and I don't think this was on our list, but it's just a side note, was he did... Uh, if anyone's ever seen the Laverne and Shirley cartoon, which again, going way back to like Nick at Night days, mm-hmm. right? He was when Laverne and Shirley were in the army. Anyone? Oh, uh, that one's vaguely familiar. And he there huh, was an, no. he was an, he was an animated pig who was like a, their their like their drill sergeant. Okay. <laughs> oh wow. Yeah, really, really odd. But that's like the only other, the only other voice acting I think I can remember him doing. <laughs> it's one of those things. Listening to him, though, I mean, like he's kind of perfect for voice acting. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. like j- just hearing Horseshack in my head. Like, <laughs> although in in Rubik they do distort his voice, so it's like this weird little like distorted voice version of his. You can barely tell it's him, right? But he did do one episode of original Darkwing Duck show that is kind of a classic episode where he played ordinary guy. Okay. Which is an episode where Darkwing gets taken to another planet and thinks he's going to another planet to be like their savior. Mm. And then you find out that everyone on the planet has superpowers except for one person who's ordinary guy. And like that guy is sick of living on that planet because his whole life revolves around superheroes saving him from things. And because he's the only non-superpowered person. So he gets Darkwing Duck, who has no powers, to replace him as ordinary guy oh, wow. on this planet full of superheroes. Okay. It's a classic episode, but that was also the same actor. I saw looking into this show that there was like there was like a quote I saw about him where he was talking about recording Rubik. And they said that he said that basically when he was in the booth, he recorded his lines really slow. Mm-hmm. Okay, like like slower than natural, and then they just sped it up as part of the uh, distortion, also. Right, which I thought was like in the eighties. I'm like, okay, like <laughs> that sounds laborious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it only lasts. Yeah. A, it only lasts a season, right? Only like thirteen episodes, something like that. Yeah, yeah. It only went thirteen episodes, and 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 you know, on Wikipedia they have like all the titles of all thirteen and Rubik was in the title for all 13 episodes except right. for one. Okay. Episode 12 was called Superpower Lisa. Okay. Which I don't know what was so special about it, but but right. all the other ones like Rubik is in the title so it's like Time Machine Rubik. Right. Or like right. Rubik and the Pooch Nappers or Honolulu Rubik <laughs> is my favorite. That's my favorite one. <laughs> well, you got to, you know, I'm, they're trying to unload Rubik's cubes at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> While you're watching the show, so you're hoping as a kid I guess well, to solve solve the cube and and, and have an alien for, Did for they need friend. help at that point, though? I mean, I guess you tell me. I... Um, no, I mean, you know, it was you know there were there were tons of Rubik's cubes, and then there were all the knockoffs that were pretty much the same thing, except like a like a different shade of red or a different shade of green, right? To you know, or a different shape, yeah, like a figure eight thing, yeah, like that flat figure eight thing you'd have to solve, or the Ru- I, yeah. I do not envy the writers tasked with this and the producers to be like. We like, you know, we want to make a, a show out of this, right. right? This puzzle game, and it's like, right. like, what do you got? And I'm like, oh, yeah. I'd be like <laughs> this is, I mean, this is probably one of those shows where you crack a six pack with a bunch of people, and you write an episode, <laughs> and it's suddenly, you know, you know, Honolulu Rubik. So, right, right. 
What's funny is like how much this still happens now with things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I listened to the the Script Notes podcast with Craig Mazin and John August about film screenwriting. And they talk about projects where, you know, someone has a thing that's got some awareness, like it's got some built-in following. It could be this random thing. And they'll bring in a writer and be like, pitch us a story on this because we need to make Slinky into a movie. (laughs) So what you got for the Slinky movie? Right. And that was always their go-to example was a Slinky movie until they recently found out that it's literally in development. Oh, wow. Like, is the Slinky movie. So they're like, oh, now we have to find some other like completely useless thing that someone, (laughs) some executive would say, make a story out of this thing. Wow. And they've not been able to replace Slinky yet as an example. But this is definitely one of those because we also like movies. I mean, like Battleship, the movie sort of. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) it happens. Yep. Still. Oh, Battleship, the movie. (laughs) (laughs) Which seems like it would have been straightforward, but I guess not. That was when like Liam Neeson, like that was when it started when Liam Neeson would like he would just do anything. Sure. (laughs) Like like, almost like he was just happy to be working. Yeah. Which is weird. All right. So, okay. So I'm going to skip ahead now to, to 1996. Wow. Um, and we had, uh, this was Mortal Kombat Defenders of the Realm. <laughs> so, so this is on this list because like Mortal Kombat notably is the game with all the blood and guts and gore. Right. Right. right? And it's all the fatalities. Yeah. All the fatalities. Like, like, how do you do that as a kid's show? Mm-hmm. Like, parents everywhere forbade their kids from ever playing right Right. so this was after the movie though right yes yeah this this would be so this one coincided a little bit with mortal kombat 3 because i remember sub-zero had the mask off at this point like the eye scar and stuff like that so it was the it was the mortal kombat 3 design but yeah it would have been like uh like what i guess a year a year after the movie yeah probably probably went in development right when the movie was coming out yeah and the movie was rated R2, right? Uh, I don't think so. I think it was PG-13. I don't remember okay. if there was like a rated R cut of it or anything. Right. Hmm. There should have been if they didn't. <laughs> um, With more fatalities. This, I mean, this is, this is one though that like, it's odd, but like, but I get it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. You know, I mean, like colorful characters, certainly, um, even though it was a, it was a game with like I said like all the blood and guts like it was certainly popular with young <laughs> younger kids sure you know like like you know junior high age I mean which is, that's how old I was at least when this stuff was coming out so like so I I do get kind of catering to that in some way and it does kind of seem I think like like do we need all of that stuff <laughs> the the you know like all the fatalities like what like what if what if basically we're not killing people off every episode and we can actually build stuff with them? Right. Then what's the point? Right. Sure. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. You know, I want to see someone tear someone's spine out on a Saturday morning. That's of right. course. My, I was surprised that it was USA Network. I kind of forgot that USA had any kind of. What else did they yeah, have? They got into a Saturday morning block in the 90s. They'll mm-hmm. come up, I think, with some of our later stuff we talk about in this episode. Yeah, okay. yeah, they, they tried to go in and, and, and skew that way on a lot of their stuff on yeah. Saturday mornings. Yeah. There's a, there, yeah, there's a couple on this list um, from that time. But for, for me, this stuff was on Sundays for me, which is cool. Like, I, like the fact that you got cartoons 
twice every like both days of the weekend uh, okay was Not really me. awesome I went to church every sunday i was in church every sunday so i only got the one day unfortunately i missed out for me that'll that, that'll come up for an for for one that we talk about later okay okay <laughs> but on my end at least but yeah but this is one that i got into um for for a little bit and like i said like it was just fun to have cartoons on on sunday um but the style of this one was kind of interesting too it looked it was it, it was kind of Kind of a Bruce Timmy style, but with less detail. Okay. If you can imagine that, you know what I mean? Like, So a looser Bruce Tim. Yeah. Okay. Like a, a little a more bit. streamlined, like a, a more minimalist Bruce yeah, Tim. Yeah. A more, a more, more minimalist. <laughs> um, you know, background backgrounds, not, not quite as attention grabbing. Something okay. easily replicated yeah. over and over again by someone in the studio far, far away. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, I just think, I mean, do they have, do they have at least like friendship or babalities, any of that stuff? <laughs> no, not at all. No, it, 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 <laughs> no I don't think but, so. But I remember it being a little bit more mature. Like, how so? Um, The movie when it came out, it was PG-13, but for this, it just felt like it was on a higher level. Like they wanted a ongoing like plots or subplots that went on with other characters, things of that nature. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it wasn't like your typical one and done and on to the next, you know, lesson or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> it definitely took itself seriously. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. That's yeah, it, yeah. I agree yeah. with that for sure. Yeah. There was there was no um and knowing is half the battle, anything like that. No, <laughs> no, no. No one right. put a no. big old rainbow of friendship up. No, nothing like no. that. No. Yeah, no, no. Nothing like that. Gotcha. No, nothing, nothing of like what, what to do if you get stuck in a refrigerator or right. whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, whatever yeah, G.I. Yeah. Joe did. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That was a G.I. Joe one. I remember that one. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> That's one of my favorite ones. From the like, Joe ones. Yeah. like, how often is that going to happen right, to me? Yeah. yeah. It's, like, it's like quicksand. It's a big word. Yeah. So no one was, no one's talking about doing, doing PSAs, talking about pork chop sandwiches. No, no. <laughs> okay. No, no. Okay. But it did have a crossover. With? Several other shows on the USA block. I remember. Ah. Yeah. Really? Yeah, it did. Um, I think it was the ninth to 10th episode, which they, um, they try to, weave it into other um cartoons during their like block or programming block hmm. like what yeah i think at the time street fighter hmm. okay was i was that? gonna say it better have been street fighter <laughs> yeah right. and two other ones i don't know I, I would think that would be a much bigger deal like it knowing that it crossed over with something else that that's as close to it is it is is like street fighter yeah i never knew about that man had i known like i, I would have like ask my brother to tape that for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was like I think if I'm not mistaken, it was like a four part thing in which you have to watch everything, all of them, to get the whole story down. Like, but it's it's just a little vague as to what that story was. Like a pyramid of darkness a type thing, or yeah, but okay, with, but it showed up in other cartoons. Uh, okay, I'm YouTubing this tonight when we're done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, was it was it only Street Fighter? or Was it something else? No, it was Street Fighter. It was Wing Commander. Mm-hmm. What? Um, and Savage Dragon. The Wing Commanders come up two episodes in a row. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? And Savage Dragon. Ah, yep. okay. How about that? Yeah, ahead of it, again, ahead of its time. Well, since you brought it up, we might as well talk about Street Fighter then, which was also in that block. Mm-hmm. Yes, it was. And this this was how I found that <laughs> yeah. Sunday morning block because I was yeah. like, oh, Street. So I was a Street Fighter kid. I wasn't a Mortal Kombat guy. Right. I was a Street Fighter guy. 
And Street Fighter did not have the like parental outrage no. that Mortal Kombat no. had. It was much tamer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, there was no no spine ripping. There was no showing someone right. their heart. There was no <laughs> right. You know, none of that stuff. No throwing people off a, into a pit of spikes. Mm-hmm. No, no. <laughs> right. yeah. no, no, no. And then compared, and then the 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 Mortal Kombat of of the time compared to Mortal Kombat now is quaint. Right. <laughs> what they right. did back then is. It's 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 Saturday morning cartoon fair compared to what they do right. now. Um, right. yeah. Like I guess those couple of red pixels are blood. I think <laughs> yes. that's a spine. Yes. Yeah. Did he have a packet of ketchup in his pocket? What just happened? Right. Right. But I remember though that Street Fighter show. I remember it looked better than the Mortal Kombat show. Like I remember, like like even at, I don't even know how old I was at that point. I, I guess I was twelve, maybe thirteen. Even then, mm-hmm. I was like, this looks like a more expensive show. Right. You know. Although the the voice cast for Mortal Kombat is stacked, I'm looking at right now. Yeah. Oh, really? It's a pretty oh, good yeah. cast. Oh, yeah. Pretty good it cast. was uh, some of the standouts, Clancy Brown. Yeah, Clancy mm-hmm. was on it. Okay. Olivia Diabo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Cree Summer. Yeah. Luke Perry. Mm-hmm. Luke Perry? Luke Perry, yeah. yep. He did yeah. some animation voices back then. And this was right at the time of 90210. Who was he playing? Sub-Zero. He was Sub-Zero? <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh my god, I can hear it now. Mm-hmm. Yep. And um Ron Perlman. Ron Perlman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. It's funny. I feel like it's a who's who of who would be on Mortal yes. Kombat just on their voices. Right. Like they're all of them could be like villains. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, that is a villainous cast. Yeah. <laughs> that's a villainous, that's a villainy sounding cast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, I don't think anybody was was like that on Street Fighter. <laughs> no <laughs> yeah all right cool okay so we're gonna move on that so we're gonna move on to category number two which uh we have dubbed as uh sports and sports entertainment mm. <laughs> so i guess since we got sports entertainment we'll we'll start with hulk hogan rock and wrestling which i guess is the one that everybody would expect hearing this mm-hmm. uh, yes so I, I was I, I was not quite into wrestling yet at this point, and also probably a little too young for for this show, right? So I did not watch a whole lot of it. Okay, it probably hit me like right when I was right at that age to be getting into wrestling. Okay, because mm-hmm. I did watch it. That, like it was all the talk of the playground on in my day. No, wrestling was, in general, or this show was this show and wrestling in yeah. general. Yeah, okay. and it was at the height of Hogan's. Yeah. Um. WWF fame. Yeah. For sure. E, should I Andre say? the Giant was still around. Macho mm-hmm. Man was still around. Yeah, Rowdy yeah. Roddy Piper was still around. Yeah. Like it was. It was the WrestleMania three era. It's a good WrestleMania. It's a good one. <laughs> I feel like it was around that time. Yeah. Okay. Like yeah, and I know like Captain Lou like w- was was in there mm-hmm. and stuff yeah. too. And so did these guys voice themselves or were they voiced by like you know by like Michael Bell? <laughs> <laughs> They they were voiced by uh, the stars they played. Unless the only time they were voiced by the actual stars were if there's a live action version of them. Right. They cut away to like a live bit with them. Oh, yes. Okay. Like fully in costume. Like fully like fully in, in their in their gear. Okay. Doing like a backstage segment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I see. <laughs> okay, the cartoon. Gotcha. All right. Yeah. So Hogan's like like let me tell you something, Mean Gene. Like that. Like yeah, right. one yeah. of those. You know. <laughs> yep. Okay. And, and if I'm not mistaken, they were grouped up differently. They're like the faces and the heels. And Piper was like the leader of the heels. Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Yep. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, at that time, for yeah, sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> and there were only a couple women wrestlers at that time. Yes. yes. So, like, I think Fabulous Mula yeah. was in the heels. Okay. And I can't remember who was in the face sure. team. It was um, Wendy something. Wendy, Wendy Richter, probably. I think so. Yeah, I think yeah. so. I would say, yeah. Man, Mula at that point, it's like, was wrestling like 20 years at that point. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like yeah. Then, yeah. then she was wrestling 20 <laughs> years. <laughs> yeah. Good grief. So the surprising thing to me is that like there hasn't really been much of a push to recreate something like this. No. You know what I mean? Like I know WWE has dipped their toes into into animation eh, within the last I don't know, five to ten years or so, but it's but it's been you know, catering to their audience now. It's more like it, it, it's more like adult humor right. kind of cartoon yeah. stuff. There's nothing really like like aimed at at kids trying yeah. to get kids to be like a fan early, right. which is also going to be like a reoccurring thing. I feel like is probably going to come up in this episode. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. Most of the recent stuff has been on like WWE Network, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, like more family guy style. Mm-hmm. Yeah, except for like their 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 like the mashup stuff that they did with like the Scooby Doo movie that they did with Warner Brothers and the oh, Flintstones yeah, one. That. There, yeah. there's they did a couple of those. Yeah, I think Brandon Vietti directed them. Yeah, uh, because one of them has a cameo of the Young Justice girls watching WrestleMania. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> those are fun. Getting actually, yeah, yeah, those are those are a lot of fun. I like like the old Scooby movies, but all the wrestlers are in it. Yeah, it's a good deal. So, anybody remember Pro Stars? Yes, as a kid. <laughs> yes, yeah, I do, but I hated that show. I only remember it by name as a kid. Yeah, I remember oh, really? on, but I never it was not a show to to like it was not appointment television at that point by <laughs> okay. any stretch. I only hated it because of when it <laughs> when it was put on. It was like the last show yeah. of the animation block. So you knew I the day was over. Was, yeah, yeah. That's what made me mad. Not so much the show. I never watched the show. You had to go outside early and play. Exactly. Or <laughs> like, oh, I don't want to go outside yet. Yeah. It's either I sit through this or I have to go outside. I'll sit through this, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Or it, it gave me indication that I needed to finish my chores Ugh. because right. <laughs> I've just been watching cartoons all day or whatever. Right. Well, yeah. okay. So we should explain it a little bit. So, mm-hmm. so pro stars, <laughs> you know, was, was, was a show that had, it's that had Michael Jordan, Wayne Gretzky and Bo Jackson. Yes. As, as oh, yeah, uh, it's coming back. It's yeah. Coming it's back. like, it's like a quasi like superhero team. Like they fought crime right. and save people. Right. But it was like, like the threats were kind of low level stuff. It was like, they're, <laughs> they're, they're fighting like, you know, people whose schemes were like to pollute. <laughs> right. It was, it was, right. it was very, it was very like like very special episode almost all of them like right. like like, like Captain like, Planet yeah yeah like Captain Planet like we're fighting environmental threats and they're like in like youth gang prevention and, yes. <laughs> and stuff like that Wayne Gretzky out there fighting crime yes yep. yeah exactly <laughs> and not even like in a cool way if I remember it wasn't like he you know used a hockey stick or slap shot at somebody if I don't remember if I'm remembering correctly well it, they had they had like they had like an old lady that they that they called mom. <laughs> which which looking back at it which looking back at it like it made me think of edna from the incredibles for sure. but, like, but she was like their like their cue uh, okay, okay. designed okay. like their gadgets and stuff like that and so 
Did she give him like special like hockey puck bombs and stuff? Yeah, like boom, like boomerang hockey pucks. Okay, uh, and stuff okay. like that, and like it, and so he, he was, was like, like sports master. He was like yeah, sports master. He's like, yeah, he was on rollerblades because there's not ice right. everywhere. Jeez, yeah. <laughs> which was the other thing. But yeah, and then like, and like Michael Jordan had like like boosters in his shoes and stuff like that. And I, and I, he doesn't like, need that. Michael Jordan. Yeah, like, he, doesn't he doesn't need that, that at all. <laughs> wow, that's an insult. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> it was good, man. I used to love this show as a kid, though. Oh, did I was you really? Super excited about it. Yeah, oh, I used wow. to love. It. I had it bad for this show. <laughs> Bo Jackson was it? Bo Jackson. I, I did, I did, but I was always like, because so, he played two sports, exactly he played two whole no, sports. Hey, no, you're right. That, that that's a big part of it because they had everybody like represented like one of the big sports. So it was like Jordan basketball, Wayne Gretzky hockey, but it, Bo Jackson, they got both he out of the a, way. He was a dual threat. Yep. <laughs> yeah, and it also had like like the cutaway stuff, Frank, that you were talking about. So like they had different people voicing them. Mm-hmm. But then they would show up in like their cutaway segments like at the which, you know, looking back at it and, and seeing people talk about it online and stuff like you could tell like they weren't filmed together. Right. Yeah, I, I like didn't, they're just yeah. shot in a way that they're like that they're not in the same location. I didn't realize that till I looked that up. I was like, oh, wow. So that, that didn't I mean, again, I didn't pay much attention to the show because, you know, it was <laughs> it wasn't the greatest show in the world, I thought at the time. Right. But yeah, the fact that they were clearly not together, not, in the, not even on the same soundstage. And then the fact that, that Michael Jordan wasn't anywhere near either one of them. Right, right. <laughs> kind of funny. Yeah. I don't know why I liked it so much, but there's something about it excited me. I don't know why. <laughs> maybe you thought they were superheroes and you didn't realize. It could have, maybe. No, yeah. I definitely knew who Michael Jordan was at that okay. point. Okay. Absolutely, right. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, it didn't help that they, were the, they were at the height of their careers when they made that cartoon. So right. I understand why you would love it. Right. Apparently, Marv Albert was involved in the cartoon. Yes, really? awesome. <laughs> which, yes. which doesn't age. Which <laughs> no, doesn't age well. well. Yes. No. <laughs> but isn't that doesn't that crack you up though? Thinking it like, oh, oh <laughs> yeah, of course he's there. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Not good. Not good. Not a good look. Makes it makes it very hard to find. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh, these things are such a time capsule. I love it. (laughs) All right. So keeping with uh, sports, we're going to go to NFL rush zone. Yeah, this one I'd I'd never heard anything about. (laughs) Really? I had no clue this existed before I I did to look it up and do the research on it. Yeah. It just sounds really like. You know, it not, sounds like a practical joke, right? It's well, so, it sounds like I'm ribbing you, <laughs> like well, in a text. Yeah, yeah, it just sounded very much of well, he has to go to different stadiums to protect shards of something. Yeah, that's that's the basic premise, right? He's a guardian of something. Yeah, so ba- basically, there, there's there's like a Dragon Ball like MacGuffin, uh huh, that they called like shards of the core, right? Okay. That, that, that was like they were all housed, like all the shards were housed. In all of the 32 team stadiums. Okay. Because. <laughs> Just because. Just like cause. whoever where, got where it, I guess. You, where, where else would you put them? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. <laughs> it's buried in the end zone of Giant Stadium with Jimmy well, Hoffa. Uh, that's, that's not that. That's not the, the, yeah. the core. That's not it. No. Jimmy Hoffa is one of the shards. Yes. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if the kid was talking to Jimmy Hoffa, that'd be pretty impressive. Like, yeah, right. Yeah, serious, but, no, but, he, okay. he, yeah, he's one of the shards. That makes, oh, okay. that makes more sense. 
So this one ran within the last decade. Okay. Yeah, this is even a more recent one, which yeah. is weird because they kind of shied away from this type of thing, mm-hmm. I thought. Right. For the cartoons. But apparently still they're still digging, still going to that well. Yeah. But like what would be the hook for like a kid to watch this? I don't understand. Like, is it action adventure and then it just happens to have an NFL backdrop? I think it's an NFL backdrop that happens to be action adventure. I look yes. at it that way. <laughs> like yes. it's the other yes. way around. Yes. Okay. Yeah. But I mean, I, mean, I guess, but I, 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 it's almost like, oh, what's a good example? It, it's it's kind of like doing a show based on a, on a, on a soft drink that, ha- <laughs> that happens to be, that happens to be about fighting aliens, right? Right. Yes. Because yes. Yeah. Yes. it makes no sense to me. Why, you know, why do you even need the NFL involved in the show? Because <laughs> it sounds like it's a show that could... Could go to what to visit stadiums looking for shards? I don't understand. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the thing is like NFL's audience is getting older. Like they're yes. not getting they're getting less young people into it, and I, and per, perhaps have been for a while now, getting less younger fans to football. And so I feel like this was an NFL initiative. Like they went out being like, "How can we get kids? Mm-hmm. How can we get kids to like football?" And then went and started pitching this. I mm. I think so too. Okay. I, I I think that's a hundred percent it, Clifton. Also, I mean, yeah. it just like it, it it screams so much, like an executive saying, like like we need to get kids in into football younger. It, it, it like you know, yep. and it's just there's no as- it, it, there's no aspect of football. <laughs> that's the only no, thing. no no no. I know. Like, <laughs> but but to me, it to me that reason makes more sense just because it's a through line. Right. But right. But what you should be asking, Frank, is how long did this run for? That's the crazy oh, thing. I saw how long. I was that was that as stunning <laughs> yeah. as it was to me, Tommy, that it existed. The fact that it lasted as long as it did stunned me even further. Yes. Right. Yes. How long? Three seasons. Three seasons. Three seasons. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Three seasons. Yep. You couldn't get three seasons out of Rubik, but you got three seasons out of this. This is an even yes. thinner plot. <laughs> 65 episodes. Oh my oh my god. <laughs> Good. It's god. just like an NFL logo pasted on Dragon Ball Z. Okay. Yes. Yes. 65 yes. episodes. Yeah. Yes. Think about that. This oh, has I... more episodes than Batman Beyond. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah. Well, it helps to have that uh, NFL backing. I guess. <laughs> so, yeah. well, no, like you're gonna keep making it. No, you're gonna keep making it. Yeah. <laughs> And then the other thing is not to, not to spoil it for anyone who wants to watch this show, but Uh-oh. apparently season three ends with a cliffhanger that never gets resolved because they were talking oh, about no. doing they were talking oh, about doing no. a season four, <laughs> but it never came to fruition for whatever reason. For I'm sure the NFL reason. was busy with other some other controversy. We should let them wrap it up in a movie. Yeah, yeah. of course. They we'll start a hashtag, like a live action movie. Live action. Yeah. But do but, you yeah. see who was a part of it? Like who who were minor characters in the show? No, North Turner. Stop it. <laughs> I'm not, and, and listen to the list. Sean Payton. Oh, wow. Mike Tomlin. John Madden. Wow. Michael Strahan. Jeez. Jerry Jones. <laughs> Shannon Sharp. Marcus <laughs> Allen. Brian Dawkins. Stephen Jackson. Larry Fitzgerald. Eli Manning and Drew Brees. All at one point wow. were part of this show. Or at least you you can get Peyton Manning and Tony Romo easy now if you yeah, want to bring it back. Did they just not ask Peyton Manning because yeah. he would have done it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes. Well, I mean that's I mean that's a little better. At least they had people that were actually part of the NFL in it. Right. But still, 
You know, I would they I would coaches imagine, in it. My God. <laughs> they have owned why wouldn't every episode be, hey man, what's that kid doing over there? Yeah. <laughs> what's that what's that kid doing over in the end zone? I don't know, man. I don't know. Let's play ball. I don't know. I mean it's it's I don't that would be I would think every exchange of every episode would be like, why are you here, kid? Yeah. You know. But I mean three C that's not I mean sixty five episodes, that's nothing to sneeze at. That's pretty good. And a fourth no. that was planned. So yeah, yeah, no, that's a great run for a show right yeah. now. Yeah. Well, Infinity Train's not getting 65 episodes. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> a majority of what we already spoke about only got 13. Yeah. Wow. That's true. Okay. Yeah. What do I know? All right. Okay. So we got we got one more in this category. Okay. Uh Mighty Ducks. Right. <laughs> right. Okay. Little you know, it's kind of perfect now because you know Disney Plus has got it's got the you know the sequel series out. Mm-hmm. Mighty Ducks Game Changers, but this was this was a cartoon. Again, I can kind of see it because at the time, you know, like Disney had already two super popular shows centered around ducks, mm-hmm. right? right? Yeah. With DuckTales yeah. and Darkwing Duck. So, you know, it's just it's just natural. Okay, let's do let's do a Mighty let's do a Mighty Ducks hockey show with actual ducks and they're fighting aliens or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so what's weird about this one though is that the Mighty Ducks started as a movie for like a kids movie franchise about kids playing hockey. Yeah. And then became a real actual NHL hockey team when <laughs> the, the Anaheim team right. was formed. Right. And then this show isn't about any of that. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> this show is about like fictional alien ducks fighting a fictional alien war because of course, why yeah. not? Right. Yeah, ooh, the ooh. only the only thing that I think is is close is that it's set in Anaheim. Right. <laughs> right. Okay, it's, okay, it is. Okay. Yeah. Well, well, that and their alter ego is the hockey team. That's their alter right. ego. But a duck hockey team, not yes. a people hockey <laughs> yeah, team. Yeah, not a real hockey. There's team. a distinction. Yeah, a duck hockey. Yes. Right. Which is weird that they're called the Mighty Ducks and they're ducks because that would just be like the the New York humans playing right. football. <laughs> yeah. Th- yeah. This, I mean, point. but this is again like like th- this. This one of all the ones that we've talked about, I think, like, is the easiest to do. Mm-hmm. Right. It's like right. It, it's like it's just, you know, DuckTales is popular. Darkwing Duck is popular. Right. Like, yeah, we yeah. could do that kind of slant like they're the hockey team, but they're fighting crime and it's fun. But it's like it, the, the idea just seems so. Like it, it's tortured. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I, you know, I'm sure it's just the idea. Of, let's let's trade off the idea of you know, the popularity of Mighty Ducks. And then let's not do Mighty Ducks though. <laughs> and, and like you said, <laughs> you know, we are the two duck shows are popular. So I don't, they're not set in the same universe, right? I don't think so. No, I don't believe so. I don't think yeah. so. I've never seen the Mighty Ducks live action, much less the animated. <laughs> oh, really? First of all, it's great. That's what I hear. That's what everyone <laughs> tells me, but I've never seen it. I'm, I'm aware of it. I know it's, I know it's placed in people's heart and in the, in the, in the, the culture, but I've never actually seen it, so I don't really know. It's got little Joshua Jackson and little uh, Foggy Nelson from Daredevil, from <laughs> Netflix Daredevil is on the team. Yep. Okay. He's the goon. Yeah. He's the goon in that movie, yeah. yeah I heard that too. It kind of reminded me of, um, what's the, uh, did, I'm not sure it was around the same time, what was the, the Looney Tunes, like live, not live action, but like the superhero kind of show? What, the Lunatics Luna, The Lunatics, yes. That's it. It kind of reminds me of that. Am I am I wrong to think that? No, you're right. No, you're right. Like I think yeah. Lunatics came after Mighty Ducks and was probably like seeing it and being like, "Well, let's do that too." Okay. Oh man, Lunatics! I forgot all about that. 
Great Moon show. Six Unleashed. That's, that's what it was not, called. That's not on this list, but that should have been on this list somewhere yeah. towards the end. Like, yes. yeah. yeah. Oh, man. I just remember how mad people got about that. Okay. Yeah. Right. They did. We'll, 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 we'll do Lunatics Unleashed if we have time. At the no, we'll, we'll just do a spotlight on it. That's all. We'll do a spotlight. Yeah. But, it, <laughs> but yeah, that's what I, whenever I hear about that show, I thought about, well, it's kind of reminded me of that thing. But like I said, I've never actually seen either one. So. It was kind of a cool. I like. I like the idea of of it being an animated show about the Mighty Ducks, even though it's not the Mighty Ducks per se. But yeah. you know, no. Look, I mean, we're all having fun, like you know, making jokes. Like you know, I I feel bad because I feel like none of these ideas would be an an, an easy one to do. <laughs> right. Out, right. Out, outside of like 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 I said, like Mighty Ducks because of the the other track record. If they, like it had they just said it in the other universe, I think that that it would have been easier for them. But all these other shows, like just thinking about like, like how to build around it. Like this all sounds super hard. <laughs> right. Right. You know? So, all right, let's move on. Let's move on. So, uh, category number three. So this is cartoons made from, uh, mature comics. <laughs> all right. Okay. okay. So, uh, because it came up earlier, we're going to start with Savage Dragon, which was also on that Sunday morning USA lineup. Mm-hmm. So, Clifton, you had brought up church. This is where it comes up for me. <laughs> I had so desperately wanted to watch this show. Okay. But this show came on at 1030 and we always had church at 11. So we just had to leave when this was starting. <laughs> so I've never seen anything for this show. <laughs> Okay. To this day. And I'll even say this too, like like even finding the opening, even online, that was hard. Okay. Like you can't just type it into YouTube and it pops up. Hmm. Like I had to go outside of YouTube to find like it took a little bit of tracking down to find the intro for this, which I finally did see. And it's an actually it's a pretty cool intro. Yeah. I have to be honest. Yeah. I thought it looked cool. But I don't know what you guys what you what you guys had thought. I've never seen it. I mean, I've read the comic when it started, when it first came out. Mm. So I read like the, the mini and then the actual first couple issues of it, you know, and I always liked Savage Dragon as a concept, but I never stuck with it. So I don't know. I, I it was one of those that I might've known that it existed and was like, eh, I'm, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> I just didn't watch right. it. <laughs> I'm all right. I'm good. Yeah. This one, I mean, Savage Dragon was one of the launch titles for image comics mm-hmm. yeah. in the early nineties. This one was from Eric Larson who mm-hmm. had, gain fame at at marvel for what was his predominant thing at marvel hulk um he did it was uh spider-man he yeah. was he came on spider-man after mcfarlane left yes okay yeah so yeah savage dragon was his creation i think i was assuming hulk because savage dragon reminds me of hulk because it's a big green guy right like yeah. a big green monster fighting crime but oddly enough, Savage Dragon cartoon is currently on Peacock. Mm, yes. You can watch all of it now. Really? Uh, I've watched yeah. three episodes of it, and that's all I've made it through so far. Our engineer watched three episodes of it, and, and that's all he got before he gave up. <laughs> that's, <laughs> right. that's where I am now. We'll see if I go back after these after these three. It was, uh, I was just kind of curious to see it after all these years. Right. It's kind of weird, the voice casting in, in Savage Dragon, because nobody sounds like nobody's voicing who you would think they're voicing. Like the, the guy they have voicing Savage Dragon is doing like a pretty straightforward voice, but he's also the actor who voiced Winnie the Pooh. Yeah. Most of the yes. 80s and 90s. Really? Jim Cummings. Yes. Yep. Jim yeah. Cummings. It's Jim Cummings is the wow. voice for Savage Dragon. And he's playing like it. Like it's, I can kind of do him probably more of his normal voice. 
But like you see that Savage Dragon and like now, if this show had been made any time in the last 20 years, it would be Kevin Michael Richardson, of course. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Would be Savage Dragon. And, and <laughs> that's not that. the voice that comes out of mm-hmm. Savage Dragon. Hmm. I, I have a question. I have a question since you, since you watched some of it. So mm-hmm. was the intro, which which again, like I said, like I, I was actually a little impressed watching the intro earlier yeah. today. Um, it, was that an example of the intro animation being super, super like better looking than the show itself. Oh yeah. Okay. Was it, okay. I mean, th- but I that mean, was- the show isn't, the show isn't the worst of its time. Like the animation in the show actually isn't, isn't that bad. Right. But it's a, it's another, it's one of those times when they, you know, gave some extra money. Yeah. <laughs> they had some extra money in their pocket and we're like, spend this on the intro. No, no, no. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not, uh, you know, I'm not bemoaning the show or anything like that. It's, yeah. it's just like, that, that that's a standard thing that we see all the time is that a lot of times, you know, the intro itself is tends to be made by a studio that's a little bit more polished, right? you know, and even, and even sometimes the pilot itself is sometimes better looking than what the rest yeah. of the show is. But I mean, you can look at the eighties Ninja Turtles and see that the, the, the opening is amazing looking. And then right, the yeah, animation yeah. for the show itself is not, it, it's not that, yeah. <laughs> you know, every time. Yeah, like I just saw somebody recently posted the um, Thundercats intro, which I hadn't seen in a while. Yeah. And like that Thundercats intro, the animation is so complex mm-hmm. and insane. Oh, like, especially the Chitara running through <gasps> like crowds and like mm-hmm. perspective changing and stuff. And they pointed out that that was the, the intro for Thundercats was done by the studio that eventually became Ghibli. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. That, that yeah. makes so much sense. That's not yeah. surprising. I mean, the posing in the Thundercats. This is animation geek, like pretty deep in it. But I mean, like the like Lionel's doing a backflip, and the and the number of poses he's in in that backflip yeah. is crazy. Like, yeah. yeah, it's a great open. <laughs> so yeah. good. Oh, it's so awesome. I find it funny that they never changed that intro because it's you can't do better than that. No, right, right. Yeah, like characters change in the show. Themes are slightly different, but I I would labor someone to make a better intro for that show than that mm-hmm. you know yeah it's well i mean it's like it's like clifton was saying the idea of you know they they spend all that money on the intro or the pilot or whatever it's kind of like it's kind of like having a comic on the rack with a really great cover <laughs> like yeah, i yeah. have to have yeah. that and then as yeah. soon as you get inside you're like oh yeah. <laughs> another sidebar like quick example of that that's really good is if you guys ever seen the the X-Men intro in Japan mm-hmm. right. for the, for yeah. the American cartoon. So, so, yeah. so the X-Men show that we all saw as kids in Japan got like an anime intro. Yeah. And it's unbelievable looking. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's awesome. Yeah. It's awesome. It is so awesome. And I remember thinking, I'm like, man, how disappointed were those kids <laughs> when that intro is over? Yeah. Every Japanese child watching is like, Oh, yeah. as soon as the show starts. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, but looking at the the cast, like you're saying, the other there's it's a pretty good voice cast in Savage Dragon. Yeah, yeah no, it's a lot of it's a lot of animation mainstays. Yeah. Yeah. A lot, of, R- a lot Renee, of good people. And Renee, like a Renee version wise, is is Horde, Dorian Harewood, 
Right. He was a pretty big actor and did like uh he was in with the Jesse Owens story in the like in the early eighties. Right. And I think I think Zach would mention when I was talking to Zach before this about Savage Dragon at one point, Zach was like, He could have been Savage Dragon. I was like, He's in the show, but he's <laughs> yeah. not Savage Dragon. That would be great. Yeah. He would have been great at that too. I think that's, that's Yeah, a good that was pull. that was so weird. That was so funny. Cause yeah, Clifton was telling we were texting, he was telling me what he watched it. And I was like, you know what would have been good? In the day, this guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was right. like, Dorian Haywood. <laughs> Clifton's like he's in the show. Uh, I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. There's there's a better Savage Dragon in the room. <laughs> and they're gonna go with Winnie the Pooh, right? <laughs> but like Dave Coulier, Michael Dorn, uh, Mark Hamill, Robert Picardo, Chris Summer, mm-hmm. Paul mm-hmm. Williams. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's pretty good. That's a lot of good ones. You got a pretty good, you know, like you said, a lot of mainstays from from animation, a lot of good voices. So yeah, it's a shame. It's just the the matchups of voices to characters is the weird thing. Mm. Like they're Mm -hmm. all good people, but the voices coming out of the characters are not what you'd expect. I wonder wonder who their voice director was. Yeah, that's a good point. But yeah, I remember, like I said, I read the comic, but never ever saw the series. And these were like. These weren't like hard, mature comics, but the image comics were definitely the quote unquote extreme of the time. Like they were definitely aiming for like older teenagers Mm -hmm. in their comics to be like, like, we're not your father's comics. This isn't the Silver Age. No. And we're trying to be extreme, but they weren't like full on. They weren't vertigo. No. Right. right. They just wanted, they just wanted to be a step beyond what they were allowed to do at like Marvel. That's basically what they were, they were aiming for. So. The stories they would tell if they were unfettered by the chains that they had on them at Marvel right. or whatever they're, you know. So along those lines, same same time slot that USA Sunday morning. Again, we got a Wildcats cartoon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, which was this is one I was into again. This is okay. this was, uh, you know, that that rap bridge in the intro, though, man, that's no picnic to sit through. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say that. But uh, no, like I was, you know, for for, you know, I, at the at the time I'm whatever twelve, and I'm like, oh, it's them, like they're ripping off X Men, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, which I liked a lot at the time. But right, you know, I I happily like there was a point where I was getting excited to like this was this was becoming appointment television for me as a kid. Okay, you know, you're twelve, you're the perfect age to think Grifter's awesome. No, of course, oh yeah, no, no, you're yeah. Yeah, there's no there's no begrudging you for thinking that, obviously, because yeah. I mean, I read I again, I read all the comics that led up to it. I read Wildcats a little bit longer because I like Jim Lee. Um, yeah. But no, I don't think I, I think I've seen the intro for this. I don't think I've seen the actual an actual episode of it as well. It is. It was funny to see voodoo in a cartoon aimed at children. <laughs> right. Yes. The exotic dancer. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that, that's And I can't remember how they explained that in the cartoon. I did recently come across some episodes of the wildcats cartoon i think on tubi.tv mm-hmm. yeah, the, the free streaming site mm-hmm. i don't know if they're still there currently but they they were not long ago and yeah i was like oh, i gotta watch one of these and then i watched one of those mm. yeah according <laughs> according to wikipedia clifton it says that um her profession is never mentioned okay mm-hmm. and she is not wearing her first costume from the comics Right. So that's, I guess, how they right. got around it was like, eh, yeah, yeah. She's a, she's in the jumpsuit. Yeah. Okay. She's in the jumpsuit costume. Yeah. But Zealot's still in like the bikini. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was a it was a fun show. I don't mm. think that you know. I don't know that I saw it in order or anything. You know, I just it was sort of whatever episode was on was the one I caught. You know. Mm-hmm. But yeah. No, it was it was it was a good time. I thought it was a good Sunday morning show. Like I said. Yeah, 
I mean, again, another one that ran only like 13 episodes, right? You know, I actually yes. don't know. No, it did. One Was year, it really only 13? Wow. Mm-hmm. That's a little surprising to me because I remember this one being semi-popular, not not just me. I remember like going to school and like there were other kids I knew that were that were into it. Right. You know, but what do I what do I know, though? You know what I mean? Like <laughs> NFL Rush Zone, which we never which, you know, <laughs> some of us had never heard of got 65. No. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No clue. So. OK, so so we're running a little low on time here. So so, you know, we got we got Swamp Thing. <laughs> <laughs> If we want to run through that one really quick. Sure. And that one was predominantly a Vertigo title right. by the time the cartoon came about. So it definitely was skewing for a more mature audience. Right. From the comic, the source material. Mm. And then they make the kids show out of it, which, what was the theme song to the... It was like Wild Thing, but with Swamp <laughs> it was Thing. Wild right, thing. Swamp <laughs> thing. That's what I was thinking. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Clever. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was. <laughs> <laughs> That is what I was thinking. It Did was. you guys watch any watch that when it was on? I remember the didn't the like I remember there being a toy line for it. Okay, and I remember the time like Swamp Thing at the time I had not read you know any of the the early stuff. The House of you know was beginning from House of Mystery or even the Alan Moore stuff at that point. Mm-hmm. But right. I knew more about Swamp Thing like from the movies. Mm-hmm. And I say mm-hmm. movies because there were two of them, and I think there was like a TV movie when they did, or maybe they did the action the live action series, but. Yeah, I think the animated show was around the time of the USA live action series. But I remember at the time it was, it was, they didn't, like, it was the, 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 that was an Animan or the Uniman or something like that. And it was supposed to be arcane and it was supposed to be, like, a lot of the animals or a lot of, like, the, the quote unquote villains for the show were, like, more grotesque than Swamp Thing was. Right. Mm-hmm. Even, like, in the toy line as well. So it was one of the things where that always stood out to me. But again, I remember the theme of, you know, Swamp Thing, you you know, you make my heart sing or whatever. Yeah, but it was you are amazing. <laughs> oh, is that what it is? Okay. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Gotcha. But yeah, it's. I mean, it's just odd that that they would you know they would aim this thing that it's not really, definitely not. I mean, if you're reading the Alan Moore stuff, it's definitely not for kids, right? And the early stuff is all it's all horror based anyway. It's all supposed to be macabre and you know yeah yeah. It's a weird again. It's a very weird choice for. Like the original, original comic stuff was what, Len Wein and, mm-hmm. and then Bernie Wrightson. Yeah, was the Bernie Wrightson, right? Yeah. 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 And then you had, then you had um, either Rick Veach or Tottlebin on the Alan Moore stuff for the most of it. Yeah. So, Afraid of a Call. Yeah, I, I, I didn't even know he was a comic character ah. when this was on as a kid because <laughs> I, I thought, I thought that because I had just known the movies and stuff. I'd never seen okay. them, but I just Ooh. known that. And I thought, I'm like, oh, they just did a cartoon off of that movie. Right. I had no idea that he had been a comic book character at that point. 15 years? Yeah. Something yeah, like that? Yeah. Probably. No, maybe even 20 by that point. Okay. Yeah. Probably about 20. But yeah. Weird choice. Yeah. And now it's like, it's not, I mean, like the last thing he might have shown up was like, no, was in, he's in Justice League Dark, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and he was also in, um, Justice League action when Mark Hamill did the voice for it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know that one. Yeah, he's he's been popping up a lot. He's um spoiler for for Batman Harley Quinn, the uh the animated movie. He he pops up there too. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, so I mean, so there's some, there's some people at Warner Animation like, you know, excited to use him. Right. Yeah. I think. You know, which is cool. Mm-hmm. So. We got two more to get through in this category, which we'll do quick. And, and they're kind of, you know, so it's the Max and Spawn. Okay. And we just wanted to include it because, you know, it is wrapped up in that mature comics thing. I mean, these were certainly, you know, 
not 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 aimed like Silver Age books or anything like that. But the difference was is that these these cartoons were not made for kids. No, which right. we should point out. So, I mean, so I, that is a cool thing there, at least that it is. It's still trying to serve the same audience as the books, just in animated form. Yeah, they both ended up, I think, at the right homes for them at the time. Yeah, mm-hmm. I would say um, it seemed to me like there was kind of a gold rush on any of the image books mm-hmm. in comics for somebody wanting to get some kind of, of rights animation usually to them. So I think Max and Spawn kind of got caught up in, in that gold rush too. Spawn ended up at HBO and is uh, currently on HBO Max, I think, because our engineers is watching it currently. Mm. Uh, the Max show was produced for MTV. Yep. And yeah. I'm not sure where if it's available anywhere now. Definitely mature themes in both of them. Mm. Uh, Max especially is like a surreal take on some psychological trauma. And and honestly, it was a weird thing for to be in that first wave of image comics that were supposed to be so extreme. But they let Sam Keith do what he wanted yep. and mm-hmm. make like a fantasy psychological book with a character that kind of looks like a purplish Hulk. But right. Kind of like spikes on his fist or whatever. Right. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But it's definitely a very like cerebral psychological subtext to the book about trauma and PTSD. Yep. Right. Yeah, and Max doesn't come up quite as often, but I mean, I do know that Spawn was remembered, is still remembered fondly by by a lot of people, because there was kind of a mystique about the show, too, which again, like it was it was made for older people. It was made for right. older it fans, was definitely but a mature audience come or mature audience. Yeah, cartoon. but kids found it, Yeah, you know, like, I, you know, I, I was I was in, you know, tail end of elementary school, probably into junior high at that point, And like. You know, I didn't have HBO, so I'd never seen it, but I knew kids that were watching it. And there was, you know, it was just kind of a cool thing. Like, you know, it was on late at night and it was, <laughs> you know, and it didn't pull any punches. And it was just kind of, it was kind of a cool <laughs> right. thing to, to be into. Yeah. Right. So, okay. All right. So we're going to get into our last category, maybe our best category <laughs> along the same lines a little bit. So, uh, this is, um, Cartoons made from properties uh, or made from movies that were not geared towards children at all. <laughs> yes. Not at all. No. <laughs> so. But somebody thought it would be a good idea for the kids. <laughs> you know, for the kids. So <laughs> we're going to start with uh, Chuck Norris Karate Commandos. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, not based on any one property, but just based on an actor that appeared in several rated R action movies. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> yeah. I did a dive into this to see, cause this is before Walker, Texas Ranger. Okay. This cartoon yep. is from 1986. It's billed now as a quote unquote mini series and was five episodes. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, but I think that just means is they made a five part pilot that didn't get picked up. Right. For his series, and then they just would show every once in a while yeah. as a five-part movie. That's revisionist history, right there. Yeah, it's a mini series, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mini series <laughs> is some 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 retroactive thinking. But uh, yeah, when I looked into it, I was just curious because yeah, Chuck Norris has become a little more family friendly, especially after Walker Texas Ranger was on Saturday Night CBS for ages. Yeah. Uh, but before this cartoon came out, like he only had a couple of non-rated R movies in his entire like film Jeez. catalog. Everything was like R-rated action stuff, right? Right. Uh, through the seventies and eighties. So yeah, I mean, it was like a a weird thing because I don't 
I mean, so I guess kids were seeing these movies and they thought there was an audience, but I was never allowed to see any of his movies growing up. No, I mean, I remember, hmm, I thought about that too of like, when did I see, have I seen a full Chuck Norris movie? Yeah. I always remember it was one of those that like, you'd be like a, a sleepover, you know, or something like that, where someone would be like, hey. Right, like that's know, how I'd see stuff. You know, they snuck out, somebody snuck out a video cassette that they weren't supposed to watch or something. And that yeah. was, one, you know, we'd see something where it's, you know, highly violent or highly gory or whatever. Yeah. Right. But the idea, like to me, I, like I know this one sticks out in my mind more, even though it only lasted for five episodes. Mm-hmm. Like I, I remember seeing a lot of like, maybe it might've been the comics. Cause there was a comics that was put out by star, which is supposed to be the Marvel, um, the Marvel like licensed line. Yeah, they're licensed, but it was also aimed at, definitely aimed at kids because it had like Muppet. Right. Kids. It was like the, the Alf comic and Spider-Ham yep. and all that stuff. Muppet Babies. Star. Yeah. A lot of like um, a lot of the stuff that was left over from um, the Harvey comics, like the Harvey style comics were going to there. Like ter- was like Terry and the Planeteers or something like that. Mm-hmm. All that stuff. But there was a there was a um, Karate Commandos comic. Okay. It, and maybe that's why I think it had a, maybe a little more like staying power, but I guess it just didn't because it only lasted five episodes. <laughs> right. Yeah. The description for the series is the fictional, this fictionalized version of Chuck Norris is a United States government operative with a team of racially diverse warriors known as the karate commandos spelled with a K <laughs> together. They fight against the organization vulture, which is in all caps, but I'm not sure what it stands for. Led by the Claw and his right hand man, Super Ninja. Jeez, <laughs> that's a placeholder name if I've ever heard one. <laughs> How did it only last five episodes? I don't know. Claw was such a popular bad guy name, though, man. Yeah, yeah. good grief. But what's like this one? I was thinking because we later got around 2000 the Jackie Chan adventures. Okay, yeah, and it's an almost like identical situation to me, I think, <laughs> because I looked up Jackie Chan at that point before 2000 and the only like non-rated R movie that American audiences knew him for was Rush Hour. Ah. And okay. everything else like Rumble in the Bronx is rated R, yeah. like Police Story is or is rated R, like the the Hong Kong one he did. And and so like rush hour was the only thing kids might have seen, right. you know, normally, unless your parents just let them see lots of rated R stuff. <laughs> but yeah, it was like on that they went in and we're like, let's make Jackie Chan a cartoon. And and now it's funny because we do think of Jackie Chan being so family friendly and such a cartoon character himself. Right. Because after that, it was Shanghai noon and Shanghai nights and like tons and tons of fun stuff yeah. for everyone. Oh, that's a good comparison. Yeah. At yeah. the time he had mostly had an R-rated uh, filmography before hmm. his cartoon started. This is one of those things, though, because this this Karate Commandos predates also like the Chuck Norris facts. Right. The meme. Right. Like like all, yeah. all the online memes. It was like, you know, like when Chuck Norris does push ups, he's not pushing up. He's pushing the earth down. Mm-hmm. Right. Like stuff like <laughs> right. that. And it does surprise me a little bit that nobody jumped on to that and tried to make some kind of weird wacky adult swim cartoon off of that right like i'm thinking kind of like the mike tyson mysteries (laughs) Mm -hmm. right right but with chuck norris now right like doing all of that stuff (laughs) yeah (laughs) that's that's an easy one i would think yeah get him now because he's like 90 (laughs) (laughs) just put him in a put him in a tracksuit like mike tyson to film the the backstage stuff (laughs) the cutaways about the Jackie Chan stuff. It was just a better cartoon. Yeah. <laughs> Jackie Chan stuff. Adventures. Yeah. yeah. I, I, it definitely I, lasted longer than five I, episodes. Yeah, it was like three, three seasons. It was um, a nice looking show too. 
Oh no, great animation. It was yeah. I want to say Masuda did the um the character designs on that. It looks like his stuff. It it looks yeah, a lot like the right. Batman. Yeah. 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 Okay. yeah. It was before he worked on the worked on the Batman cartoon. Yeah. But I saw I remember uh one episode of Chuck Norris's in mm-hmm. which they blended the um live action and the cartoon to make you see how cool he was or whatever, and then he'd do okay. the service announcement at the end. All right. it took for one episode for me not to like it, but I think <laughs> they coupled it up with Rambo. Like they put right. it back to back. Okay. Yeah, like you know, like you know, back in the day they used to do the the action power hour or whatever mm-hmm. the case may be. Right. They did that with Chuck Norris and Rambo. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah. Well, that's a perfect segue. We'll get into yes. it. Okay, because the second show <laughs> in this category for kid shows made from rated R properties is yes. Rambo the Force of Freedom. Yeah. From this is what 86? Uh yes. Right? right. Okay. So the only thing I can think of is like maybe this is capitalizing on the popularity of GI Joe. Right. That's I, don't I think know. all of this I think all yeah. this stuff is vaguely. Yeah, I right. I had not read that anywhere. I'm just guessing. I'm just I'm just right. you know, figuring that GI Joe was very popular at that time. No, like, let's do something else. Well, here's St- right. People love Stallone. What's <laughs> yeah, 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 and like even like Chuck Norris Karate Commando is being described by somebody on uh, Wikipedia as a racially diverse warriors is definitely a GI Joe yeah. inspiration. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think yeah, you're right. They were trying to recapture that with with Chuck Norris and Rambo the same year, both by Ruby Spears, mm. which I should point out. A lot of these are going to be by Ruby Spears. <laughs> yeah. Um, Many of the shows we've mentioned already are by Ruby Spears. Yeah. They oh, yeah. seem to be the most in the business of taking like weird or inappropriate ideas for kids and making them for kids. Right. Because, yeah, Chuck Norris was, Rambo was, mm-hmm. Rubik the Amazing mm-hmm. Cube was Ruby Spears. Wow. It'll come up two more times, at least, <laughs> <laughs> in what we're talking about. Yep. Uh, but yeah, Rambo ran 65 episodes wow. there, far more successful yeah. than, than Chuck Norris Karate <laughs> Commandos. Wow. Um, this one has a description from uh, Wikipedia, I believe, that says, on Colonel Troutman's request, John Rambo leads a special unit called the Force of Freedom against General <laughs> Warhawk's paramilitary terrorist organization, SAVAGE, in all caps, standing for... Specialist Administrators of Vengeance, Anarchy, and Global Extortion. Mm. The only thing this is determined to rule the world, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, right. That sounds very G.I. Joe. Yeah. yeah. Has anyone actually seen it? No. When I was a kid. <laughs> oh, you did? Okay. I would watch it. I, rem- okay. I remember the toy line. Yeah. I remember, I, I remember that more vividly than really anything is the, is the toy commercials for it. Were they like... Like GI Joe size, or were they bigger figures? I seem to remember them as being bigger. Am I, I wrong? I think they were a little bit bigger, and they might have done like an action thing to it. May, like I may, I may be conflating something there, but I thought they did stuff like Kung Fu Grip, like some of the, like the early Toy Biz stuff. Like okay. <laughs> they would punch or they would kick or something like right. that. Gotcha. Hmm. Okay. Squeeze their arms yeah. and they run. Cliff, do you remember it being narrated by Don LaFontaine in the opening? No, I don't remember that. Oh, okay. <laughs> I did see you can find like you can find clips of this one on YouTube okay. or at least the open lots of explosions and mm-hmm. lots of like swinging on a rope through a skyscraper window because I do okay. remember the opening talking about like like Rambo's fighting in like the cliffs of the city like skyscrapers and the cliffs of the jungle or something like that <laughs> but this wasn't again this wasn't 
this was like G.I. Joe where no one died, right? This wasn't blood and this wasn't any of that. Right. I'm sure there were probably lasers. Okay. Yeah. Like his machine gun probably shot like red flashes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Lasers and parachutes everywhere. I'm okay. Sure. So I just right. want to make sure. I wasn't sure. I did think when I was looking up stuff about this, I don't know. I mean, I don't think, I've, again, I don't think I've ever seen the intro on this one. I did find it interesting that you got you know, the mainstays of Peter Cullen and Frank Welker. Right, both yeah. in the cast. Like doing a lot of characters, actually. So Yeah. Which is cool. But did you catch Uncle Phil in the in the voice acting too? No, where? What, what is who's he? Uh he's Edward Turbo Hayes. <laughs> <laughs> right. And I think yeah. Turbo was one of the main team members of Rambo in, yeah. in the Force of Freedom. Okay. Yeah, yeah it says an African American mechanical engineer and race car driver. Yes. Yep. And according to his toy toy bio, this is all from Wikipedia. He is also a first lieutenant who graduated from the U.S. Air Force Academy. Okay. That sounds cool. I'd watch a show about him. Yeah. <laughs> it also says a little bit like, um, what was it? The G.I. Joe Action Pack, like which is one of the first first doll sets. Or maybe like Big hmm. Jim, where they went away from just being like typical army man or typical soldier. Oh, right. And they, and they started to dabble in the idea of like, you know, this guy's Gimmicks. like Kung Fu Grip and, and you know, yeah. and this guy's got, uh, you know, Kind of like what they did with the old uh, Six Million Dollar Man dolls, where they basically like had different abilities. Right. Okay. And I think those are designed, like those characters were either designed, the 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 look were designed by Kirby, or Kirby designed the characters all together. Okay. Well, I, I remember the toy, too, like looked more like Rambo from the second movie mm-hmm. than he did the first one. Like long, right? so long hair? I mean, that's what's jumping out to me, is that I feel like this is based a lot more on like like First Blood Part 2 and Rambo 3 and stuff like that than it is the first movie. Right. <laughs> you know. Well, the first one's almost like a thing unto itself and then like they did a sequel that almost had nothing to do with <laughs> Yeah. You know, the other movie. So Yeah. Yeah, I don't think the I don't think the animated series addresses that he's a homeless vet with PTSD. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> <No>. Yeah. <laughs> There's no parades yeah. for which us. Is, which is what the first movie is about. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Talking about how no one no there was no parades and right. you know, no right. one remembers us. Yeah. Not really the same. That does not come up in the cartoon. No, no. this is more like bow and arrow with dynamite, right? Right. Yes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm thinking correctly, it's more like that yes, kind of. Yes, you're, you're definitely thinking correctly. Okay, it's that Rambo. Gotcha. <laughs> okay. All right. So let's move on to to maybe the most head scratching, right, <laughs> of mm. this list. RoboCop. RoboCop had a yes. cartoon, guys. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I, I saw one yep. episode. robocop had a cartoon that was produced by marvel productions Mm, yes which was the marvel licensing wing at that time that was responsible for helping develop most of their cartoons but then would occasionally do properties that weren't based on on marvel comics like robocop Mm. was one of them and interesting stuff around this is that I mean, the the movie is completely hard R, not for kids, <laughs> yeah. social satire yes. about how capitalism, like unregulated <laughs> capitalism ultimately leads to fascism is the message yes. of RoboCop completely. Tell that to my aunt who let me watch <laughs> RoboCop when I was seven because I oh. think she thought it was like Batman. Oh, my. <laughs> right. That's part what it felt like. Which, yeah, I mean, look, when I was a kid, I didn't notice. I didn't realize how bad it was. And then and then I watched it again older, like like in my 20s. And I was horrified. Yeah. I was like, how did how did she let me watch this? Man, there's no way in the world you should have been watching it at seven. 
at seven, did you keep saying I'll buy that for a dollar? Because that's <laughs> right, and, yeah. and I like it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But apparently there was a push early on because the the cartoon went into development like right alongside the movie almost, or at mm-hmm. least soon after that they decided to start pushing this thing to kids. Cause again, like, yeah, on first glance, like a cyborg cop sounds like, Oh, that sounds like it's a cartoon mm-hmm. <laughs> sort of like that should be for kids. It's superhero-y. Sounding yeah, yeah. For sure. Oh, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So they pushed for it to be the cartoon and then we're pushing for the sequels to be also like cartoon level, like PG mm. and it did not quite happen initially. So they actually brought on Frank Miller yep. to write RoboCop two comic books, Frank Miller. And he, from reading what happened right was he wrote a first draft for RoboCop 2 that became RoboCop 3. Yeah, I think that's right. (laughs) And he wrote a second draft of RoboCop 2 that became RoboCop 2 Mm. and was still R-rated. So you had uh, like two R-rated movies with a cartoon in the middle and then a PG-13 film after was eventually when they got it PG-13-ified. But it was some weird choices. Right. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. Because if kids are watching that Saturday morning cartoon and still want to go see Robocop 2, it's it's still rated R. Oh, yeah. There's some stuff in Robocop 2 that's really yeah. disturbing. So <laughs> right. Yeah. Not, that, yeah. not that Robocop not that Robocop isn't isn't much better, but there's still stuff that's in Robocop 2 that's really disturbing. So Yeah. I remember the toy line too, because I had a bunch of those right. as a kid, like the Robocop action, because it was a neat visual and stuff like that. And I remember, but you remember it had like caps? Yes. Like, 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 you know, when you would have like the little cap guns, like the little strip with, mm-hmm. with like, right. I don't know what that is. Like, I don't know what the, what this, like, exploding powder, like flash powder. Flash powder or something. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I so, remember. like, you would get like a roll of that and like the Robocop action <laughs> figure had a little slot in his back where you could load those in. And then and make just it like pop these caps off to make gun sounds. Yeah. Right. Like that would, there's no way that would fly now, obviously. No. There's no way that would no. fly now. But like, no. I don't even know how that flew then. Right. Mm. Oh, no. That was, that was a thing. Like, oh my God. There were so many toys that had you load those caps in. Right. And, <laughs> and over time, they came bigger. So to make a louder pop, I'm sure yeah. somebody showed them the air of the ways by, by blowing their hands off or their fingers off right. or whatever. But, but that used to be, I remember, it used to be a thing. I did think it was interesting when I was looking at the, the, the Wikipedia stuff for it that Rich Fogel was involved in RoboCop. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like one of the many, yeah. many shows that he was involved in, he developed yeah. it. He was one, part of the developer. Rich Fogel from, from Justice League, from the yeah. Justice League okay. cartoon. Yeah. Huh. Yep. Yeah. I mean, and I meant to mention before we moved away from it that he also wrote a couple episodes of Wildcats too. Okay. Oh, did he? That I didn't know. Yeah. Interesting. So I thought, okay. I, thought, I mean, he said he's been, you know, he's been around forever, but still, just yeah. the, I, didn't, I didn't know that he had, was involved with Robocop at all. But, but again, that makes me understand it more that like it would be, they would think it's more of a superhero show since he primarily worked on a lot of that kind of stuff. Right. Yeah. This, this is again, to me, like kind of, kind of the Mortal Kombat thing. Like I can get where they would think we have something here for kids. We'll just ignore this stuff. Right. (laughs) You know what I mean? Right. Well, I think the other thing, the other thing too, is it's interesting. Visually, they went with the Cylon eye. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's another light up. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was kind of interesting too. The idea that they went with that. Right. That's maybe a visual cue that it wasn't the same kind of Robocop maybe. Yeah. (laughs) But no, I was surprised it ran for, it it had what, 40 episodes. Wow. Did it really? Yeah. Under the name. Robocop. Yeah, RoboCop Alpha Commando, right? Yeah, well, that was the second show. 
it got oh, it got it, it got a second series like in the in the late nineties. So that's the second series. Then yeah, was Alpha the- Commandos is the, is the second one. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's the one that got forty episodes. Then. Okay. Yeah. And then the original one got thirteen. Ah, uh, okay. How they go from thirteen to th- forty? <laughs> wow. Yeah, and it's I mean, and a lot of people don't even know about the one that went longer, which is the funny mm-hmm. part. Yeah. 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 But yeah, who knows? Cartoons are weird, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, because, I mean, when it was on the original, the first cartoon, like Marvel would have a Saturday morning animation block under their Marvel production things that would usually show reruns of Spider-Man and his amazing friends. Mm -hmm. It's where they showed the Pride of the X-Men pilot or the original attempt at an X-Men cartoon before it didn't get picked up. Would run in that sometimes. And then it would run RoboCop or Dino Riders all under the Marvel <laughs> banner. Right. Wow. Well, I mean, it's funny that you brought up Pride of the X-Men, though, because I because I think I read researching for the show that they took the money from one of the episodes of RoboCop. OK. Right. Like they essentially like like ordered X number of episodes. Right. But budgeted one extra one. And then that that extra episode became the money for the pride of the X-Men pilot for them to turn around and do. Yeah. Okay. That pilot looks great, man. That's some good animation in that pilot. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's amazing. (laughs) I love that. that pilot pilot. is like an intro for other shows, but it's the whole episode for that. (laughs) pilot. Yeah. Oh man. It's so great. Yeah. We'll try and find it on YouTube or something and put it on. Let me know how it is.com. It's awesome. Also, because I want to see it again. Um, (laughs) All right. So, we, we we will be moving on uh, another show about police. Okay. Uh, rated R for different reasons. Police right. Academy. Yes. <laughs> also a cartoon. Which I had almost forgotten about <laughs> that it existed, but then I did remember. And, and this one's a little interesting too. So the franchise, by the time the cartoon started, the franchise was mostly PG. Mm. Okay. But... It started as rated R. Right. Uh, Police Academy 1 is rated R. Police Academy 2 got a PG-13 rating, but from reports, the, they squeaked by it. Like, they cut one thing that would have changed it from R to PG-13 mm. to get the PG-13. And then after that, they started trying to become, trying to, to squeak by with PG because kids liked Police Academy. Right. But even the later PG ones were definitely a little blue. <laughs> like I remember watching them when I was a kid and them still being like raunchy screwball comedies of just what they could get away with and still get PG mm. in the eighties. Right. But the origins of it are definitely like raunchy rated R comedy. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't think the cartoon, like they didn't even get Michael Winslow for the cartoon. Oh, then really? Why, then why even bother? <laughs> yeah. 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 I don't think they did. I didn't see him in the cast listing. They might've had somebody as a character, but not him, but like, you got to get Michael Winslow. Sure. Hmm. That was like the one thing I could see it being like, yeah, of course it's a cartoon. Michael Winslow's doing his voices, hmm. which they probably did have somebody doing that character and doing voices. Right. But, but not Michael Winslow. Well, at least though, I mean, like they can kind of keep like, like the genre the same right like they, they it's not it's not such a departure to do a comedy into a kid's comedy right <laughs> right. right it's just 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 leave out the dirty yeah jokes. yeah just leave out that kind of stuff yeah right it's another i mean that's the that's the funny thing about looking at the at all of the shows on this list there is there is on some level as weird as they are yeah i can get the justification 
or the attempt. Right. You can see a thread. Yeah. <laughs> so. All right. So we have now uh, Toxic Crusaders made from <laughs> right. the Toxic Avenger character, which these are these are Corman movies, right? Roger Corman. Mm hmm. Uh, they're trauma. Oh, okay. No, no, you're right. That's right. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, they're they're trauma studios, and if anybody knows trauma, they know trauma is not for children. No. Right. And I mean, yeah. <laughs> James Gunn used to work for trauma. Mm. Oh, I did not know that. Okay. In his early career, like before he did Slither, because Slither is definitely like a spiritual successor to trauma, mm-hmm. yeah, but with less of their excess, right? So more of their like a more uh, audience friendly version. Right. <laughs> than trauma. Because trauma is schlock. Yeah. Trauma right? is 100% unapologetic, right. raunchy, disgusting schlock. Right. In all of their movies. And just a side story when I was in college, trauma, the, the, the president of trauma, uh, Lloyd Kaufman, came to my college to focus test whatever movie they were working on at the time. And I remember being astounded that they focus tested anything. <laughs> and I'm like, wait, are they just like looking for like reactions to see like, oh, these people weren't disgusted enough. Like we got to make it worse. Right. Yeah. <laughs> was my thinking at the time. But I did meet Lloyd Kaufman and he was super nice. Well, he that's was good. a very nice man. Okay. Which is, it is funny to see like all this stuff that comes out of his mind. Right. He's like so <laughs> twisted. And, but he's a very nice man. He's very personable. Um, but yeah, so like they, they decided Toxic Avenger again, like sounds kind of like a superhero. Yeah. The movie's kind of like a superhero, mm-hmm. but he's not a good guy. Right. In the, in the movies. He's definitely a bit of a monster uh, in his raunchy, gross out action comedy whatever it was supposed to be but i think like an elephant in the room for a lot of these especially in this time period because we're talking what 1990 here Mm -hmm. yeah i think 91 maybe or something right yeah yeah especially in this time period the elephant in the room is teenage mutant ninja turtles yeah Mm -hmm. yeah and everything was chasing teenage mutant ninja turtles sure at this point in time which again like itself has a little bit of an odd origin for being the like huge hit kids show that it was. Yeah. Like it's comic book was not necessarily aimed at at kids. It was kind of like an image level. Like they were going for like that older teen in their original source material, but everything after that's chasing Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles swamp thing. I think the swamp thing cartoon that we talked about before was chasing Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. They're like, well, we've got a mutant character. Like let's just have him fight other mutant characters. Right. And, and toxic, Crusaders was exactly that. I think I think even the same toy company as Ninja Turtles did the Toxic Crusaders line. Oh, Toxic Crusaders, yeah, yeah. I can see that. I think I yeah. think it was Playmates for both of them. Yeah. Playmates yeah. definitely did both of them. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like they they put Toxie as they called him instead of Toxic mm-hmm. Avenger in like a group of four other mutants like fighting against pollution polluters. Right. <laughs> Cuz that was the big villain of the day. Yep. In the early 90s, which again, like not that much of a stretch. I get it. I get, like I get yeah. the through line there, mm-hmm. right. you know, and and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles also. But I also see the justification of sort of like. Almost the subgenre of like kids toys, especially geared towards towards boys of like the gross out stuff, like I'm thinking like yeah. garbage pail kids and stuff right. like that, like this fits kind of perfectly with that, which garbage pail kids was created. 
by Art Spiegelman, <laughs> who who you might know from from uh, winning the Pulitzer Prize for Mouse, yes. the graphic novel of the World War II memoir graphic novel, uh. and uh, also did the In the Shadow of No Towers after uh, the attack on 9-11. Oh. But yeah, he was the creator of Garbage Pail Kids. Yep. Oh man, <laughs> that's my fun Garbage Pail Kids fact. I love, I love being a geek just for stuff like that. I love it so much. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, they're definitely all chasing that type of stuff. Yeah, and 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 the one I'll throw in as an aside, also chasing that is Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. <laughs> right. Which the, the movie itself was actually only PG back in 1978. But 78 PG was probably kind of hard because they didn't have PG-13 back then. So right. I don't know what they got away with in 78 PG. Right. But yeah, like, again, I think it was it was somebody trained to chase Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And they're like, oh, like we got these, these evil tomatoes that yeah. come to life and attack people. That's kind of like it. They're kind of like it's mutants. Such, it's such a weird decision to make a cartoon about that, which is it's, it's like, do, do kids... What kid knew about Attack of the Killer Tomatoes? Right. At that point, right? Yeah. That was like collecting dust on the video yeah. store shelf. <laughs> yeah. Like it's 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 the weirdest one out of like this whole group. I'm like 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 I said, like I I can kind of build a justification for a lot of these. Like, you know, NFL wants younger wants younger viewers, right? Like right. <laughs> like Toxic Avengers sort <laughs> right. of sort of did this one i don't get like yeah the attack of the killer tomatoes people weren't like still out there marketing yeah, yeah. Be like what could like how can we get new people into killer tomatoes yeah. yeah this this weird thing that's like intended to be sort of like a riff on like the 1950 like the blob and stuff like that right. it's like yeah. like even that stuff doesn't strike me as as like you know kids are into that stuff yeah you know yeah yeah well, no, but it's funny you said that, Clifton, because that's exactly what they're looking for was, um, well, one person saw it that way when I was watching a couple of YouTube videos based upon the um, thought process of why rated R movies would go into that genre mm -hmm. is because they oversaturate, well, they saturated the market. Like adults have seen it, the adults that want to see it, I've seen it. So they're not dumping any more into it, but they mm -hmm. still think it's a great idea. So right. like, for example, what you said earlier with Toxic Adventures. At the heart of it, it's a message of don't judge people on how they look. Yeah. Yeah. So they they took away everything that made it rated R and got right. to the heart of the story and market and what you said combined with the craze of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah. They throw their hat into the mix and see what was gonna happen. Yeah, and right. crazy enough, you take out all the stuff that kids aren't supposed to see and they'll gravitate <laughs> and, and, and plus add it to the fact of they're not supposed to see it and they right. remember that they're not supposed to see it. So as soon as you yeah. make it a cartoon, they're going to rush to it just because of the R rated history. At least that's, that made more logical sense as to why they would push it. And it, right. And it gives them more money to the children's market. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So again, it's at the end of the day, it's greed. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Ah, uh, so many weird ones. So many weird. I did think it was odd that they got the, John Aston actually does the voice. <laughs> like I looked at the voice cast because I was interested. I'm like, okay, John Aston, you know, that's you know, Gomez Adams. Yeah. Right. Know, the Riddler for a couple episodes of Batman in sixty six, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. He's great as as Harry's dad on Night Court. I mean, but it's right, still yep. the idea that he would do this kids' cartoon is still Yeah. I mean, 
I thought that was funny. And then the other one that I noticed was um, in season one, uh, Boyd Kirkland was a producer. Oh. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, still. You another, know. another Batman animated series yeah. alum. X-Men Evolution. Yeah. 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 He was great. Yeah, I was a I was a big fan of his stuff. Like I knew his name for a while. He he directed Batman Sub Zero, which I think ah. is, you know, the more underrated of all the straight to videos. I think right. that they yeah. did of the animated series. I love that one. Yeah, he's great. Yeah, I think that either just left HBO Max or just came to HBO Max. Okay, so if it's still there, you can watch it there. Hopefully, it just came. But it wouldn't <laughs> surprise wouldn't surprise me if it's taken off. Yeah, it gets no love that movie. It's all yeah. it's so good. All right, so before we start wrapping it up, though, uh, let's let's have some fun, and I'm going to say, what other rated R property do you think would have made an absurdly ridiculous children's cartoon? All right, everybody got okay. that? Rated R yep. property that would, that would make a ridiculous cartoon. Got it. Right. But first, if you like the show, you can check out all of our episodes on YouTube and let me know how it is.com. Just please, however you find us, don't forget to like, subscribe, and leave us a review. Finally, if there's anything you would like us to discuss, be sure to leave a topic suggestion on Twitter or in the comments. Our Twitter handle is our show's initials, L-M-K-H-I-I. All right. Rated R property to be made into a kid's show. Go. Oh, I have two. Can I do two? Yes. (laughs) Okay. Absolutely. My initial was Fight Club. (laughs) (laughs) Except throw throw some ninjas in it. And kids are going to be there all day and day. All right. Okay. okay. And the second one, I'm not sure if it was rated R or not because I can't remember the rating. Was the Matrix? It was. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was. It was it, rated R. Oh my gosh, easy. Oh, you, kids would eat that up. <laughs> that was on my maybe list for sure. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. it's the it's the most <laughs> like you know not rated R R rated movie ever. Like, yeah, right. it's yeah. it's it's for f bombs. Really, the violence yeah. is yeah. bad. Yeah. 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 Yeah, we talked about Matrix in our, our episode uh, movie years last time. Mm-hmm. And Zach was saying he couldn't understand why it didn't gross higher in the in the top 10. And it was because it was rated R. Like yeah. rated R movies just didn't gross that high back then. That was it. Yeah. That's changed since. But <laughs> yeah. At the time, like yeah. an R rating would keep you out of the would keep you out of the highest gross. Yeah. yeah. But no, that's a good pick, Tommy, yep. for sure. Both like of them. Both. <laughs> both are good. Yeah. All right. Who's next? I got one that it's got an obvious in, and that is Caddyshack. Oh, <laughs> I love yeah. Caddyshack. because it's got yeah. the gopher. That it's gopher. already yeah. got a cartoon character mm. right in there. Well, three if you include um, Bill Murray and um, Dangerfield. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so obviously, obviously, it would be that, but it would focus on the gopher. Okay. Like the gopher would be the main character in the cartoon. <laughs> you, you have like a pitch ready. You, you yeah. have an outline ready from a Caddyshack <laughs> animated series. Not Caddyshack 2, though. That's a different thing. Because Ted Knight would be the heavy, right? They'd always oh, try yeah, to indeed. pull something over indeed. on him. Yeah. And Spalding. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He'd yeah. be the Elmer Fudd yeah. of this dynamic. <laughs> I see it. I want this now. Please make it. Yeah. <laughs> and the other is American Pie. Oh, you have two. Okay. Oh. <laughs> but, but, the, but it's about an actual teenage pie, like anthropomorphic pie. Oh, okay. Wow. <laughs> Jeez. That's it. That's all I got. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Frank, uh, what, what's yours? Um, you have two also? 
I don't have two. I, I, I would have okay. thought of two, but we you know, we only talked about one. Maybe I'll come up with one real quick. Um, my first one is a Nightmare on Elm Street Dream Warriors. Oh, that was mine. <laughs> <laughs> but but it could work. It but, could definitely work. But the problem, the, the the my solution for it isn't isn't so much that it's Freddy hunting them down or, or fighting Freddy. It's more along the lines of the Mr. T cartoon. Okay. Where like Freddy is kind of like their 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 guardian, and they what? go from town to town solving crimes. What? He better have like a little like a little dog in the shredded sweater. Yes, <laughs> of course. Well, who is he? Who is he stopping? <laughs> Bad guys, guys that are trying to guys that are trying to counter Tommy, guys that are trying to counterfeit money, or you know trying wow. to trying to polluters. Yeah, or, or or guys that are you know it could sort of lean into Scooby Doo style like territory when it's like I'll show you what is I'll show you what is really to be scary. You know that kind of thing. That's, that's funny. Yeah, that's, that's my big. that's my one. But like you know, like I see that open with 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 the with the with the Freddy dog, and then Freddy, and then like all the kids. <laughs> and the kids say, "We love you, Freddy." At the end, of course, yeah. the kids oh, got the, you know, and, and it starts off with the, the little girls what? doing the jump rope and singing the tune, right. and then it immediately goes them in like a van, and they're all, like on yeah, their way. They gotta have the van. We yeah. love you, Freddy. At the end, like, yes, yes. Yeah. like it's the frosty yeah. the snowman Christmas. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, yes. That's my pitch. That's what I'm going that with. Was, this. Oh, so many God. parents out with that. Yeah. You took Friday the uh, you took <laughs> Nightmare on Elm Street. That was that was literally my one. So now I'm just gonna go like because it was like I'm just gonna like what's the most absurd one I can think of? Let's go oh, with yeah. it. So oh, yeah, I'm gonna just right. gonna say now Friday the Thirteenth. Okay, then <laughs> sure. go ahead and, ma- and make it like you know you know zany kids at the camp, but like Jason's right. their friend. Is he a camp counselor? Uh, he's the, he's the camp cook. Like Jason, Jason's their old pal, <laughs> you know, and they're, uh, you know, and they have a rivalry with a rival camp. Speaking of Bill Murray, you could you could smash together meatballs and and <laughs> Friday the Thirteenth together. Yeah, I thought about yeah. meatballs. You know, I thought about meatballs. So when you get to like it, it just doesn't matter. Scene, it's there. You know, you pan around the room as Bill Murray's leading this chant, and there's there's. <laughs> There's Jason, like everything's cool because he's just one of the camp counselors, but really, you know, don't get don't get too close to him. So no. I thought you were gonna say something like Saul. Really? Ooh. <laughs> just just and then oh wow. And I'm thinking about it now. The uh it's narrated by the puppet, but it's uh Jigsaw. Yeah, Jigsaw. <laughs> and he's telling cautionary tales or I mean it's just It's like Tales from the Crypt. Right. Yes. Oh, oh no, what was the one on Nickelodeon in which are you uh, afraid of the dark? Yes. Make it like that. But make Jigsaw like, <laughs> tell the cautionary tale. Wow. Uh, you guys all have futures. <laughs> <laughs> These are great. Yes. Make it happen. All right. That was fun. This is yes. a fun one. Okay. All right, listeners. Which shows did we forget? Hit us up on Twitter or in the comments. Let us know what we forgot. Also, as always, we'll post links and examples to everything we talk about on letmeknowhowitis.com. Just please remember to like us and follow us on social media. Thanks for being here. We will see you next week. 